you need to get those monster drinks again. Oh, the rock stars that I used <laughs> yeah, to drink? Yeah, yeah. like all the time. <laughs> for I, I was I used to drink a rock star every day for like three years. Like, <laughs> and then I kicked it. Yeah, I kicked it. And then now I'm I'm back to caffeinated soda. Congrats to defeating your demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's on to a new demon, right? That's there's always true. demons out there. That's yeah. true. Coming at you from sunny Southern California, this is The Key. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and today we got some geek news to talk to you about, but like always, I can't do this alone. That's why I've brought my two friends. Friend to my left, Steve Biggs. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm good. Steve is, uh, well, you're a a professor, right, Steve? (laughs) Sort of. I I guess technically I'm not supposed to call myself a professor because I'm not Mm full-time, so I'm an instructor. Uh, at uh, Fullerton College and Chafee College in the uh, uh, theater arts department. Okay, we're going to call you the professor. All right. Uh, okay. Most people do. So. <laughs> but technically, I guess my my actual professor colleagues would be like, hey. Well, they're not on the show. Exactly. If they want to come on the show, feel free. But uh, for right now, they're not on the show, so we could call you uh, Admiral for all we for all I care. I, I'll go with that. All right. Admiral Steve. Uh, so we got the professor to my left, Marianne to my right. Hi. Was that your Marianne? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, no, she didn't sound like that. No, that was, she didn't. That was more of like a ginger. Yeah, that was more ginger. Yeah. Uh, we got Matt Holland. Matt, how you doing? What up, fam? I'm pretty solid. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, you are also a professor. Uh, Yeah, in in the loosest of terms, uh, professor for uh, the youngins. (laughs) As in, you're going to school them? Yeah. School them with your knowledge. (laughs) Make sure they don't turn out to be Nazis as adults. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you'd figure that'd be a given, but now in this day and age, not so much. We got to try extra hard for kids not to turn into Nazis. You got to show them the right memes, man. The right, <laughs> the right memes. Oh, yikes! I see what oh, you did there. <laughs> me, Reiki. Oh, I'm gonna keep going with that. No, stop. <laughs> I don't. That that we, was. We don't want that. <laughs> that was like pun on pun on pun. Yeah. Um, so we got some. And you know, st- pun on pun violence is always the worst. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got some stuff to talk to you guys about and to talk to each other about. First up, DuckTales. Woo! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for picking that up, Matt. Uh, DuckTales released their, like, two-parter first episode. It was, like, 45 minutes. Uh, I watched it at work. I was that guy (laughs) on my lunch in the office watching it because my uh, uh, my computer screen is pretty big, so... Okay, cool. And I just watched DuckTales for 45 minutes of my lunch. And it was awesome. What did you think, Matt? Um, I quite liked it. I thought the animation was great. And for the most part, I really liked the voice acting. I I don't know. This is weird. Maybe this is my old man brain talking. But I thought there was a lot of yelling in the episode. (laughs) Yeah. I I think maybe that's just like a modern cartoon thing where everybody has to talk like this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I didn't really notice the yelling so much as much as I noticed that I couldn't understand Donald. Right. He probably needed subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and somebody said, well, Donald's always hard to understand. I'm like, yeah, but he normally doesn't try to talk full, like, monologues, right? That's Yeah, true. And, and the other thing, too, is, I mean, back when, oh, gosh, what was his name? Ducky, um, anyway, the original guy, even though he had that voice, <laughs> he still tried to get the diction out there so that mm. you, you did have a... You did have a chance of being able to understand what Donald was talking about, so it's it's a tough voice to do uh, because it because it can easily become unintelligible. Yeah, um, which is interesting because um, well, like out of all the Disney care, like the Disney original Disney cartoon characters, like Donald's the one with like the speech impediment, right? right? Versus like if you think about Looney Tunes, half of them have speech impediments. <laughs> That's yeah. true, right? Yeah, both Sylvester and Daffy kind of have lisps. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Bugs talks like a normal dude, but you know, Porky but Pig. With the Brooklyn with the, accent. Yeah, Porky Pig has a speech <laughs> impediment. Yeah, uh, Elmer Fudd has a, uh, a speech oh, impediment. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's up with Looney Tunes? Half of them do. Well, because it's all voiced by one guy. That's yeah. <laughs> Wait, who, who was the original voice? Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. I say, I say, I say. Also Mel Blanc. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe <laughs> he had split personalities, and every personality had a speech impediment yeah, of some I, sort. I'm pretty sure it was just to differentiate the voice. And and actually, here's a little uh, behind the scenes here. Yeah. Daffy Duck is actually just a slightly sped up Sylvester. No shit. So Sylvester's like suffering fuck a chaff. Yeah. Right? And then Daffy, he's a sped up. <laughs> so it's bah, bah, yeah. higher. Oh, I can huh. listen to that. Yeah. Interesting. I heard when you play um, Pepe Le Pew backwards, it's Hail Satan. Well, I heard that as well. He, you know, he's French. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> the French are always the targets. Why why, why? why is it okay to still keep picking on the French? I don't, I don't know. know. I like how what Captain America talks about the French, or how he talks about the French. The 616 Captain America, um, which is the normal universe Captain America, mm-hmm. he um, stands up for the French and he says, like, when their country, even when their country was taken over, they didn't just, like, let die. They had the French resistance. Yeah, yeah. Right. People tend to forget about the resistance. Yeah. Uh, versus Ultimate Captain America, who just shits on France. Does this A stand for France? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, DuckTales. I really liked it. Uh, was the original cartoon... Okay, and I, I, I remember watching it as a kid, and I don't remember much about it as far as... Did they have, like, a lot of mystical elements to it? Um, You know, I think they did or at least the movie did the the lost lamp movie mm. which i watched fairly recently like within like the last like year or so yeah um but yeah it was always it kind of always had like an adventure vibe to it yeah uh well yeah i remember it being very adventure and then i know that like uh they you know they do the time travel thing and then there's gizmo duck and then there's that cave duck I, <laughs> like i remember that uh but what was cool about this new episode was like uh, Scrooge's garage had all those mystical artifacts. It was kind of like in yeah. Indiana Jones in that warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, it was. I just thought it was really cool to have Donald be a main character 
mm-hmm. in this versus the old series where he wasn't a main character. Yeah, was he was in it though, right? He, I think for a couple episodes. Yeah, but he wasn't a main character at okay, all. Okay, that makes sense. Because um, I don't like I don't really have a memory of him in that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like Launchpad. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In this show. Um, <laughs> what, what was the line? It was something like like. Ah, oh, family, the gift that keeps on giving, and we're crashing, and then, or something like that. I don't know. Um, I don't mean to leave you out, Steve, because you yeah, didn't see it. No, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very quiet on this because neither did I see this new version. I, I, I didn't really watch the original because it was slightly, slightly. It was a lot after my sort of cartoon watching, my kids' cartoon watching days yeah with of course the exception of the batman animated series well that yes <laughs> that's for all you got to get on our level steve <laughs> i know i know i um i've been watching more disney channel lately <laughs> and that's i think because there's all these shows that are like they're all on hiatus for summer right all the that's shows true. that i normally watch uh like every day i watch something new uh, well, now it's like I'm really struggling to find stuff to watch. Mm. And um, I'm watching a lot of Disney Channel shows, and it's really weird, but I like it. It's the cathartic. The live action ones or the Okay, yeah, ones? yeah, um, yeah, live action. There's two shows. One show, I literally, I binged the whole first season, which was the show called Andy Mack. Oh, I don't know whether you heard about it. Um, but it's literally in the first ep- it's it's a show about a young girl, you know, as Disney Channel shows are. Is she a pop star? Uh no, no, no. no. She's just okay. a normal girl, but <laughs> her sister comes back into town and uh it's Is she her, a pop star? Her no. No, she's her, drug Well, then fuck then. this show. <laughs> no, her her big sister comes back in town and at the end of the first episode you find out that her big sister is her mother. What? Which oh, is wow. crazy for a Disney Channel show. Yeah. Yeah. And so that her mom is really her grandma. What? And she doesn't know her dad. Her, like, real dad. What? She just knows her grandpa, right? Um, so that's kind of how the show kicks off. Are you then... sure you weren't watching Maury? No. No. <laughs> that's what's kind of cool about um, about that show, specifically. Mm. And that was more of a drama-type show. Uh, and then there's a show on Disney Channel called Bizardvark, which is about, like, two girls that have a little sketch comedy show, like a sketch musical. Like, they, they do, like, songs that are, like, sketches, and then it revolves around, like, their YouTube type thing. Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know much about Bizardvark other than it gave us Jake Paul, and I will never forgive them for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be explicit and say, fuck Jake Paul. He's the worst. Um, but, well, Jake Paul's off the show now. Good. Well, because did you hear about? Yes. <laughs> one of the actors on this Disney Channel show, Steve, um, he got so rich that he just started throwing parties in his place. But then he would do pranks and like light things on fire, and then they call the cops, and like then they called the fire department, and then it wasn't on fire, and then whatever. <laughs> so Disney Channel dropped him. Yeah. From the show well, halfway good. through season yeah. two. Nothing good can come of giving a 20 year old guy millions of dollars and no uh, responsibility or repercussions. Yeah. Only bad shit is going to happen if you yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and if you look at him and you just look at what he looks like, he is totally the poster boy for like frat douche. It's every day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of his. That's that is how, his that, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's how he talks. Um, so 
Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of these random shows, and DuckTales now is like, okay, cool. I'm trying to like get back into like watching cartoons and stuff. I'm trying to catch up on Gravity Falls. Have you ever heard of Gravity Falls? I have yeah. heard of Gravity Falls. Yeah, it's really good, but I never finished it, and so yeah, I'm trying to get back into it. I mean, it's the summer, so all my favorite shows yeah. aren't there. I did, uh, I did binge watch the remaining episodes of Rick and Morty, and then season two that I had missed like last yeah. year and a half in the hopes of trying to catch up with season three and then I don't really have any whatever that whatever channel that's on I don't have it Cart- Cartoon Network <laughs> Cartoon Network I don't have it um, that's fair I I hadn't seen Rick and Morty for like I had I've never seen it before I just got Hulu and I watched like I'm a couple episodes mm-hmm. into the first season oh my gosh well enjoy your future yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> show so is twisted it is twisted you know what the origin of that show is right uh, no, what was the origin? Uh, Dan Harmon and uh, Justin Roiland actually uh, pitched a Back to the Future cartoon oh. to Cartoon, and, and then I, I think it was Zemeckis. Some, somebody just said, nah, we don't want to do that. And so this is how it was pitched to me and, uh, or told to me. And they go, then they made a few changes and turned into Rick and Morty, and then he showed me the first couple episodes. I go, a few changes. Yeah, a few <laughs> changes. <laughs> I uh, I like how they explore sci- sci-fi tropes in yeah. the show. Yeah, um, but when again, I'm I'm the, not too far in. When so. you get to the needful things episode, okay. <laughs> Which one's that one? You'll see. Okay, is that <laughs> wait? What is that? Season one or season two? Season one. What episode? Because I might uh, ever. Is that the Mister Me Six one? No. Okay, because I've you, already. It it's actually is the store is called Needful Things. So if you have, oh, okay. you would no, know no, it no. if you got to. No, no, no. Uh, though I saw something on YouTube that that might have something to do with that. Anyway, anyway, whatever. The point being is uh, DuckTales, bringing it back to DuckTales. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, what? Uh, uh, I'm really excited about where it goes. I'm also excited about exploring their family tree because I never <laughs> understood how it was Uncle Scrooge, Uncle oh, Donald. Yeah. Donald's uncle is Scrooge, so they're like he's like a grand uncle, right? Parents. <laughs> well, in the end of the first in the end of the first episode, you saw it, right? And the, he yeah, pulls yeah. back the like the thing, and he's like, "Mom." Oh, and yeah. And it shows yeah. their mom. You've never in Disney canon, you've never seen. Yeah, we don't know anything the triplets about them. mom, and so uh, that's cool. Um, and I like I like the fact that like the uh, the triplets have different personalities. Mm-hmm. And this is Huey, Louie, and Dewey, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, I like the different personality things. Uh, I'm not sure how they did it in the original DuckTales, but in the sequel series, Quack Pack, which was oh, kind I of a... Oh, I vaguely remember that uh, one. Quack Pack wa- uh, was about them as teenagers, because it was kind of like their answer to Goof Troop. Yeah. Uh, um, so it was Quack Pack, and it only lasted a season, but I really liked it as a kid. Uh, but also, I liked a lot of crap as a kid. So, <laughs> But, I mean, it was about them as teenagers, and that was cool to me, because, like, you want, like, like, oh, cool, they're teenagers, you know? I don't know. Um, and they had distinct personalities there too. Um, so Ducktales, uh, if you're not watching it, watch it because the first episode's really good, and the voice acting is really good too. Oh yeah, David Tennant is a great Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder. Yeah, because the original guy sadly passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they recast everybody in the show though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have that one, that one like mousy girl. Um, I'm sure you you know who she is. She's at, she was on like Raising Hope and like she she's at she's everywhere. She's at uh, she's on um, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, uh, Kate Micucci. Yeah, she's the voice of Webby. Okay. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. And so, and then like Bobby Moynihan's and uh. Bobby Moynihan and Ben Schwartz and Danny Pudi are the three. Um, Huey Dewey and Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> like Beck Bennett is Launchpad, and like I thought that voice was really good. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I need to put it to tape, like to DVR or whatever, because I watched this one online because I missed it. So. Mm, mm-hmm. It's on YouTube for free, legally yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another piece of news. I'm sure that you guys have some sort of sentimental attachment to this uh, canceled magazine. It's been canceled for what ten years now. Wizard magazine. Oh yeah. <laughs> How long has it been canceled? It's been a minute. It's it's been a long <laughs> yeah. time, right? Um, yeah. Because magazines have taken a downfall, right? They the have. Industry. And the thing that I always was annoyed by Wizard in its first incarnation was that, I mean, in a sense, it was okay because it kind of was doing the stock market thing for comics. Right. Yeah. But it really totally fed that whole speculator, you know, people buying comics for as collector's items things, which ultimately led to the bottom dropping out of the value of all those comics. Because if everyone's buying and bagging and boarding all these comics, that means they're not going to be rare. That means eventually people are going to wake up and go, oh, there really isn't any such thing as a $100 Spider-Man number, blah, 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 because, look, everyone's got one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they make, you know, hundreds, you know, back in the 90s, you know, these comics were, you know, they had print runs of, like, you know, in the six figures, like 100,000 or more. So if there's 100,000 of one thing, it's... It's worthless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Uh, so let's see. I need to write this down. Fourteen twenty-two. Um, sorry. Maybe because I can't hear you well. I think really? Yeah. That, that's I can a lot hear better. fine. I don't. Maybe it's me. Okay. I was trying to turn my thing up. I it just wasn't. Um, hmm. Maybe it's me. If I if I messed with your mic, I'm sorry. That's all right. All right. Um, what was I? Uh, wizard. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Wizard Magazine is making a return. They're coming back, I think, with a quarterly magazine. Oh, is it quarterly? I didn't know. It's a quarterly magazine, okay. but they will have daily videos and, and, and news segments and things online. So, uh, I mean, your your history with Wizard started off, like, what, back in the day? Yeah, and uh, again, Oh, like I say, I have really mixed feelings about it because man, back in my time, I, I'm like the really old guy here. He's talking about Matt being old. Yeah. He's, he, uh, both these guys are kids. They're punks. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, when Wizards, I can't, can't remember when it started, but I remember it was kind of the big deal. For the longest time, the only time, the only way you could figure out how much your comics are worth is every year you buy the Overstreet Buyer's Guide. Oh, yeah. Overstreet. Then. Uh, then the Comics Buyer's Guide newspaper slash magazine was out there, and that I thought was genius. But I mean, the whole middle part of that was kind of the current updated prices for, you know, most of the more common titles and that type of thing. And then Wizard comes along and it's all glossy and everything like this. But part of what happened there, and I just alluded to it, was uh, Wizard started doing its own. Um, classifications for what was mint, near mint, uh, very, you know, fine, very fine, or, you know, whatever those classifications were. And people started ignoring the 
Overstreet Price Guide, which had a history behind it, and even the Comic Buyer's Guide, which also had a history behind it, and they totally fed into the Wizard's Guide. And nothing really inherently wrong with that, but like I say, it did sort of spark this whole you know, comic buyer spec- speculation. Oh, this is going to be worth this and this and this. And it's like, no, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. The only reason those the only reason those golden age comics are worth anything is because people threw them away. Yep. You know, they they threw them away in the paper drives. They just they were trash. They were kid stuff. You read them enough, the cover started falling off. You toss them. You know, nobody thought about bagging and boarding comics back in those days. They were completely dispensable. Which is why when you come across an issue of Action Comics number one. It, it, it is the angel's choir singing. It's, oh, you know, it is the Holy Grail because there aren't that many. There's like seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not 100,000. There's not a million. I'll never forget uh, when uh, you know, the Death of Superman title came and there oh, were God. lines outside of every comic shop just with people buying multiple copies of the Death of Superman. And it was polybagged, right? Wasn't it like in like a little there black was a poly bag, which, thing with the bloody S? Yeah, which the irony of that is that plastic kills newsprint. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so, I did not know that. Yeah, so if you don't open it, your comic will just turn to dust after a while. So you basically <laughs> have a polybagged <laughs> pile of dust. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sweet and then, of course, irony. nobody wants to open it because ugh, it, it won't be mint anymore. I go, yeah, but you'll eventually just have a mint bag with newsprint dust in it. <laughs> Maybe the bag will be worth something. <laughs> well, that million yeah. dollar An unopened dust bag, bag. Of comic yeah. dust. <laughs> uh, well, uh, growing up, Wizard uh, was more than just that for me because mm-hmm. they, they bring, brought in a lot of uh, like op-eds and, and, yeah. and yeah. different articles and interviews and, and twisted that's, toy fair. Yeah, that's where I think they really excelled was that their their editorial stuff and their brand of humor being applied to like all yes. these different things and that kind of stuff. Like the, you know, the prices and all that shit was just them, you know, talking up, you know, the speculation yeah. thing. Like, and I know, skipped that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I think most people did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I remember back before, you know, comic book movies were so prominent, they would always have their little casting calls, yeah. and they'd end up oh, casting yeah. some, like, fucking wrestler as Wolverine or whatever it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I still have, like, a bunch of my wizard magazines. Like, they're in my bookshelf under, like, my comics are the first couple shelves, and then my wizard magazines, like, I still have them. And uh, I remember my first issue that I bought was I was in junior high, and on the cover was Goku versus Superman. <laughs> and, I remember that. And I'm like, that. this is literally, like, I'd I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if that issue outsold every other like <laughs> any other issue because that issue alone, Goku versus Superman, would have gotten any kid to be like, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. And because I, I bought it, and because they had a couple pages, and what was cool because they got original art for it. Um, right. And what they did, it was a couple pages where they they did anime, and they did it so well. They did an they picked because they would do this a lot. They would do like little battles, right? Mm-hmm. So they picked an anime character and they picked a, 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 a comic book character, and they pitted them against each other. And then they wrote a little story, and it was it was a cool little narrative, what could have happened and what who would win, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, this was back in the day. So it was Goku versus Superman. It was Vash uh, the Stampede, uh, you know, Trigun. Uh, oh yeah, versus Spider Man. Right? Yeah, okay. Versus Spider Man. It was the Bat Family versus the the Bird, the Battle of the Planets, Bird. Family. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> um, and it was. Uh, it, I forget who else it was, but the point being is, it, 
it was such a great issue and it was it was so amazing and like i smiled just thinking about it today that was the first issue of wizard i bought and yeah. i tried to buy every month mm-hmm. after that maybe i uh, over the years i missed a couple but that that wizard magazine was really cool because they weren't just doing breaking news because magazines it's really tough for magazines to do breaking news especially right. over time that's the magazine's downfall is you got to stay away from breaking news and start doing more op-eds and right. things that you can offer. Features and you know, that type of thing. Which I think um, is like why they're going to do a quarterly thing now. Yeah. Just because it's like, why bother trying to put out a monthly news magazine? Because yeah. right. the internet beat you two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But their art and their like humor and stuff. Yeah. That was where I they love, excelled I love. I, I was so sad when Wizard ended. And like I understood that fair. it was about... Oh, tw- yeah. There would be no Robot Chicken without... The twisted <laughs> toy. Fair it was. It was thing. the precursor, right? Like, yeah. Do you? Is there an actual link between the two? I don't know. I think this might be like just me pulling it out of my ass. But I think some of the folks that wrote for that went on to either write or help co-produce Robot Chicken. I mean, eventually. That, I mean, that makes sense. For those of you who are out there who don't know what Twisted Toy Fair Theater was, it was a segment in Wizard magazine. Then they got their own magazine, right? Right. And um and they would take pictures of the action figures and make comics out of that, yeah. but then animate faces, like draw faces yeah, on them. Yeah, they would them. put like, you know, like little like clay eyeballs on them yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and then they would like, y- y- you know, do a little comic from there. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool, and I miss it a lot, and the world needs that I, I feel now, like Naked Thor was, a, was a very prominently Indeed. featured thing in, the, in those comic books, I remember. <laughs> it, it was like always like those little, those uh, those Mego dolls from the 70s. Yeah. Mm. Which is, again, which is what Robot Chicken uses all of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Wizard Magazine returning. You can't do Twisted Toy Fair Theater on the show, whatever the new segment they're going to do. Right. But uh, hopefully in that in that quarterly magazine, you know, maybe they got some, maybe they'll bring it back. They got some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm interested in seeing what happens there. Yeah. And I mean, they're kind of going to the new age, which is what the Daily Planet did in Superman in the comics, right? Yeah. They like moved away from newspapers and started doing like. Uh, God, like, is is this just my take on it, or is it, is this the actual New Fifty Two thing? Is that it basically became Planet Communications? Of which the Daily Planet was oh, a part I don't, of. I don't know, because uh, New 52, I had only stuck with it for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I know that Daily Bugle over in Marvel Comics um, with Spider-Man did this very similar thing. J. Jonah Jameson had his own like, like communications talk show. empire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's what this world is coming to. Oh, man. Yeah. I can just imagine J. Jonah Jameson going on some crazy, like, Alex Jones <laughs> yeah, rant. Well, exactly essentially, I yeah, say. I mean, that's essentially what he does. <laughs> Spider-Man's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's less, like, conspiracy theory and more, like... Just angry, yeah, just angry. dude, like, like a Bill O'Reilly kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, I respect J. Jonah Jameson way more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like he actually has a heart. Yeah, you know, unlike Bill O'Reilly and Alex <laughs> Jones, yeah. who are just Alex Jones is just insane. That guy's well, just yeah. out of his mind. And Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Rush yeah. Limbaugh's just drug addled. Yeah. Um, so talking about uh, drug addled, um, <laughs> let's talk about a character who's not drug addled, Obi Wan Kenobi. 
Uh, He's drug addled on the forest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. What do you think he was doing in the desert all those years? I don't know. I don't he know found, how anyone could It was live. just permanent Burning Man the whole time <laughs> when he, he was waiting for Luke's ass to grow up. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how Obi could uh, pass the time. I mean, because the first couple of years with Luke being a baby... It wasn't like Luke was running around doing anything. Yeah. So what was Obi-Wan doing? He found some special space peyote. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out because... uh sp- fucked up off that blue milk. <laughs> yeah. Does it have hallucinogenic properties? I don't know. Um, but I guess blue. we'll find out because they're going to do an Obi-Wan movie. That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're dealing with every other year is a new standalone movie and every other year is a new episode, right? Mm-hmm. So we had episode seven, then Rogue One, then eight's coming out this year. Han Solo's coming out next year. Then nine will come out the next the year after, and then after that, Obi-Wan. Did the Boba Fett thing kind of I think disappear? that fizzled out. I think that fizzled out. Thanks um, a lot, Josh Trank. Um <laughs> Yeah, I have my opinions about that, but uh, I can't say them on the air. Uh, <laughs> ooh, mysterious. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, Obi-Wan movie. Uh, Obi-Wan movie, um, I think it would be cool. I want, uh, is it you, Ewan? Ewan McGregor. Ewan yeah. McGregor. Yeah. All right, you guys do it. You guys are <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. That's uh, right. <laughs> Glumgold. Glumgold Industries. Anyway, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah, what time period will it take place in? I don't know. I hope they get McGregor into the role. Um, I don't know. Like, what, what, what did he do hanging out in Tatooine all that time? Yeah, you know, he went out, hung out with the buddies at the, you know, sin of, uh, uh, the den of scum and villainy. Yeah. You know? He had to find that out somehow. True. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I mean, did he go on adventures? I mean, wow. he did. I mean, did you ever read the um, the you know the current Jason Aaron Star Wars comic? Wh- which one was there an Obi Wan comic? Yeah. Well, um, every every couple of issues or so, they'll have like a little uh, like a standalone story like from like the Journal of Obi Wan Kenobi, mm. and it, it'll give you like these tiny like little you know one and done stories yeah. about like him before uh, a New Hope mm. and after. Uh, what is it called? Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So and he y- just goes on adventures. And yeah, stuff? yeah. You know, there's these like you know, they're like little standalone, like one and done things. Yeah. And they're pretty cool, like, you know, um backstory things. Huh. Look, I just came into town for some milk. Stop <laughs> bugging me. I tell you you're going to pay for it. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now can I please be on my way? Sorry about your arm. There's like a lot of guys in Moss Eisley just without arms. Yeah. Yeah. Is that motherfucker right there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Don't mess with him. Um, He's hopped up on Space Peyote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Obi Wan, we'll see what happens with that. Right. I don't know. We could all speculate, but <laughs> I hope it's, a, it's just two hours of him just like sitting at home, <laughs> kind of waiting. Killing Tuscan Raiders. Anytime, like he hears, like a, he hears, like a, like the wind passes through the door. He's like, huh, Luke, huh? What? No, it's <laughs> no, no, never mind. Time, no, yeah. no. Yeah, they'll be working. Huh? My... What is it, Luke? Are you there? I'm <laughs> working my animal noises a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing puppet shows for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a rancor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, I don't quite have it yet. Yeah, either that or a Gamorrean. Am I right, guys? <laughs> uh, Am I right? Hey, how Whoa. are you? <laughs> they all sound alike Hello. to me. Oh. <laughs> what does a Gamorrean female look like? Um, <coughs> like your mom. Oh, <laughs> oh, sick bird. Oh, you man. Went you went there. Oh, man. Oh, we want doing mom jokes. At the bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing some stand up in, in Moss Eisley. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you that Gamorian stole my whole last set. That's it. His arm is coming right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, talking about space, the final frontier. You know where I'm going with this. The Jetsons. <laughs> uh, the Jetsons are uh, set to uh, be in the works, in development, to do a little uh, live-action, half-hour comedy show type. You know, like a sitcom, I would assume, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I'm interested to see how this goes, and it all comes down to who writes it, and whether you do kind of more of a face, just a face value, like, oh, it's a sitcom just based in the future, or whether they're going to really delve into kind of how the Flintstone comics delved into things. Right. I don't know. Well, yeah, apparently uh, the Jetsons comic did this really kind of great heartbreaking story about Rosie the Robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if they kind of go that direction, then it could be, it, it could actually be a kind of a worthwhile little family comedy yeah. thing. On the other hand, it could be powerless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for um, the uninitiated in the comic, uh, Rosie is George's dead mom. Well, in, in she's the, not technically dead. In the comic dead. reboot, yeah, yeah. In the comic reboot that DC's doing right now, uh, Rosie uh, is basically George's mom, and she had her consciousness transferred to a robot, which when people she died. do in the future. Yeah, it's like a you know common practice and whatnot. Yeah, um, and so uh, I'm glad they're going the comedy route because they could just as easily do Riverdale. Yeah, like dark, yeah, dark and gritty yeah. Jetsons. It'd be Blade Runner plus. <laughs> oh like, man, some stuff. Yeah. Um, Which again, I guess in the comics there's a little bit of dark and gritty in the Jetsons. The reason they're all up so high is because the Earth is kind of screwed yeah. up. Yeah. Plot twist: the Earth is the Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is fan theory. <laughs> that is flan. Have you have you heard about that? No, that's, that's the fan that's, theory. That's brilliant. That they exist at the same time. But yeah, uh but the but, Jetsons are up high in the Yeah. Uh but I mean I don't I don't like that <laughs> personally. <laughs> but that is kind of brilliant. Yeah. I do like it. Um I I was reading up about the Jetsons recently and how uh the Jetsons movie didn't make much money. The cartoon movie that came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember Cartoon Network played it like a couple times. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't make much and like people were just kinda like, disappointed eh. by it, and then Jetsons kind of fell apart after that. Right, that right. franchise like couldn't go on much further. That's why they didn't do anything for 20, 25 years, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see where they go with this, especially because Bob <sighs> Zemeckis is uh, producing it, right? Or yeah, that's last I heard Zemeckis was. Yeah. So insert your uh, Back to the Future joke of your choosing at this point, folks. Maybe I mean maybe it'll be flying cars like in like in that scene. Maybe in, Biff it, is president. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. Oh, now we're going dark and gritty again. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, he plus, is in 2017, so. Yeah. Plus, um, <laughs> don't we already have that? Yeah. Yes. So. Um, here's here's the thing. Have you guys noticed anything? Like, um, our audiences right now in this last year or so, are they more receptive to dystopian future stuff, or do they want lighthearted future? Um, I mean, Handmaid's Tale has been 
really successful, like critically and, you know, with audiences and everything. And I loved it. I bunged the hell out of that one yeah. with my girlfriend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just as long as it's well done, I don't think people care if it's positive or negative. Mm. No, right. I, I think. What's the zeitgeist, you know? I think the zeitgeist is, uh, sadly, dark and gritty. But I think there also is a thirst for give me some hope. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, but it's got to be done well. It can't be done cheesy. It can't be done, you know, in kind of a saccharine kind of 1950s way of doing it. It's you got to be able to start from reality and go, but as bad as things are now, we could go here. And it's kind mm. of where I, what I'm kind of hoping that the new uh, Star Trek series kind of takes that by the bulls and just says, yeah, we're going to get past this eventually and then end up on the other side yep. and be, you know, the future that we all want. But things will get better. Right. Things will get better. Um, but, I, I mean, for one, I, I actually liked the movie Tomorrowland, and that was kind of the, the – you guys ever see it? I, we, I, I, I never not. saw it. Uh, you find out that the that the big bad's motivation originally started as because Tomorrowland is kind of this is kind of this like parallel dimension, mm -hmm. and that's oh god if I'm remembering this movie right, movie was a little convoluted, which I think was one of the problems of it, but um, it was this parallel dimension that was set up by all the great all the best thinkers of like the 1800s, so like Jules Verne and H.G. Wells and all these people kind of formed this little like. A secret scientific community, and they said, I don't know if it'll go here. Well, let's set up our own parallel Earth, parallel dimension, and just send back ideas every now and then as we come up with them. But then, eventually, Tomorrowland gets taken over by this guy who is dystopian, but his motivation is progress is great, but some of the things that we do to progress, to get to progress, are kind of screwing up the planet. Let me show you images of what that's going to be like if you don't change course. And of course, he's sending all these dystopian ideas, all the you know apocalyptic, mm. you know dystopian features back. And he said, "And your people just ate it up. They, it's like they want it to come true. I don't understand that." So that was kind of like. So it's like meta. Yeah. In a way, it's a, it's a really meta movie. Yeah. Oh. And uh, and and so in that sense, it's like. Okay, well, that guy can't be the big bad because, in a sense, he's kind of right. And now, okay, this is this is the ending. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it kind of screwed up in its antagonist and screwed up in its in its you know denouement of that antagonist, and and then tried to have a hopeful ending. And it's like, oh no, sorry, you blew it. <laughs> you blew it because it didn't go there. Now on. On balance, I liked it, but oh man, the ending, the third act is just, it doesn't make any sense either thematically or, <laughs> or, you know, again, trying to aim for that hopeful future thing. Yeah. Oh. I feel like, <clears throat> um, and maybe it comes down to different properties, but I think, I feel like, um, the reason New 52 was poorly received as far as like the tone mm -hmm. was because they just thought we wanted dark and gritty, but I feel like we're moving towards like we want lighter comics. We want um, that, right? We want that hope. 
Yeah, mm. uh, but they they mis they miscalculated and they thought we didn't want that. We wanted right. that like, because everyone's armor. buying Batman and Wolverine, so everyone must want those kinds of comics. It's like, yeah. no, we like <laughs> those characters existing as a type of personality in this overall world. But if you keep trying to make Superman dark and gritty, I'm afraid I'm going to have to bite your head off. <laughs> Which is, of course, what they actually eventually came to themselves. You know. I talked. I don't know if I talked about it here at the other podcast, but um, as convoluted as that reset button was to fix Superman recently after Rebirth, I am so glad they pushed it because they fixed the character. They fixed the character. Yeah. Super Dad is kind of fun to read about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially compared to Bat Dad. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the whole like Superman on Supergirl. Like he's light, yeah. he's light, and he. But I mean, he still kicks ass. And yeah. Then, but he's, you know, he's he smiles. nicer. Right. He smiles. Yeah. Uh, versus the one in Superman. Man of Steel. You know, he's just mopey man. Yeah. It's just like, and nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that in New Fifty Two. So the sales dropped. Uh, there's a guy. Oh man, a friend of mine turned me on to these guys. There was a couple of guys. One of them's a filmmaker. One of them's a comedian. And they used to do this thing called Nug and Simic Review the New 52. And they set out and they said, for the first six months, we are going to read every New 52 comic that comes out yep. and give our thing on it. And the, the one guy, the filmmaker guy, was like a diehard Superman fan. And he was just like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with this guy. He's depressed. He's this. He's mopey. And, and I was just like, man, I, I feel you because I am a diehard as you guys will see in the hopefully cast picture of this podcast, I'm a diehard Superman fan, and yeah, New Fifty Two is just like I can see what Grant Morrison's trying to do, but everyone else, like the five year later, he was he was Moperman. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> there's no reason for Superman to be moping about anything. The guy has every power in the universe. Yeah, what was the he run? He didn't have parents in the New Fifty Two though. They're all dead. The, Wait, everyone's dead. dead. Oh Which, yeah, you know. Yeah, the, Kent, the, Kent, the Kents were dead in New Fifty Two. Oh, I didn't. I yeah, didn't know that. and but they were dead all through the Silver Age too, and he still true. wasn't mopey. True, true, true. <laughs> um, he got over that shit. Yeah. <laughs> what was the arc in Superman? It w would have been right before New Fifty Two, where he walks through America. What was that? Oh, yeah. that one. I mean, uh, some people thought that was slow. I, uh, I yeah. liked it. I thought it was good. I liked um, parts of it, but. But again, it was just kind of an as an over. For me, the problem was I'm going to walk across America, except when I don't, except when I need to fly and take care of the Justice League stuff. And but then I'll start walking again where I left <laughs> off. Oh, okay, I mean, it's kind of an okay idea. I don't know that I would have gone with it for like a whole year, and certainly well, even yeah. Straczynski gave up on it at a half at the halfway point. Yeah, yeah, well, so did I. Imagine, <laughs> well, yeah, imagine if you're uh, if you're buying that comic and let's just say it's the only comic you you're just like, I like Superman. I'm just I buy that comic every month and like, it's not doing much, right? No. Like it's weird. I I see it from a, a point of like I'm reading all these different comics. This is a nice change of pace. Yeah. Uh, but if that's the only comic you're reading, then you're yeah. not getting much. But then again, why is that the only comic you're reading? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who's, yeah. Who does that? I don't know. But, yeah, it was, uh, it, I think it was an interesting idea, poorly executed. Yeah. I, I think, though, that I think right now people want good dystopian ideas. 
but they but all in all I think they want like some hope yeah mm-hmm. when uh, Rebirth came out last year oh god who's ahead of Marvel these days uh, like business wise or like editorial wise I think editorial wise uh, I think it's Axel Alonso he's yeah. editor in chief I think he's the one that, that told Jeff Johns he goes he goes <laughs> he goes I mean this in the best of all possible ways that's the most DC story I've read from you guys in a while and because it was yeah. bringing back the hope, bringing back the love, all those kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, as someone who participates in the Marvel-DC rivalry on a, on a pretty regular basis, I do agree that the rivalry is kind of stupid considering you got creators going back and forth between yeah. each company. It's kind of a dumb rivalry. Um, but I think there is a difference between, or there at least there was certainly in the Silver Age, uh, uh, of the ideas being expressed. Like Marvel Universe, to paint this all in a very broad stroke, so don't get on me for the details, uh, that universe, uh, the heroes are distrusted by a large portion of the public, whereas in DC they're all kind of the good guys. They are the good guy good guys. Yep. Um, and in the New 52 they tried to Marvelize the DC Universe, and it was like, yeah, that's not what the DC Universe is all about. Yeah. So... I mean, whatever happened to truth, justice, and the American way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, like uh, this whole Jetsons thing, it's just... Uh, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking Yeah, that's where, where we were. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be fun. It could be like a fun, lighthearted thing. Yeah. I don't want it to be, though, it's just another sitcom, but in the future. Right. right. I want them to really... De- like dive deep with it, mm. just like the Flintstones comic. Like maybe you don't or have to dinosaurs to a certain extent. Yeah, well, dinosaurs. Well, dinosaurs did some crazy things. You remember dinosaurs? The show. I do. Um, they had an episode about puberty uh, because they had a uh, was it the girl had a she didn't have a fully formed but like a fully grown tail. And oh, she would grow yeah. it when she got older, <laughs> and like she was growing her tail. And then they did an episode on on weed. <laughs> oh, I but the, I read an article about it recently, and and don't quote me. Look at, look up the article. It's it's about the drug episode. They were told to do a PSA, an anti drug episode, so they wrote the anti drug episode, but they made it almost pro drug, but in a weird back, like a weird twisted way. Which right. basically the point of the episode was, do it or don't do it. Just do it right if you're going to do it or yeah, something like do that. Do it responsibly. But they did it so under the like the radar mm-hmm. with it and that was there it was it was almost a PSA against PSAs. Yeah. <laughs> no, they even they even like, you know, I remember at the end of the episode when uh Robbie like toxic directly into the camera and like yeah. he like he explicitly says this is like a, you know, a PSA and yeah. like, he like just totally like calls it out and everything. It was yeah. great. Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that triceratops face. Yeah. <laughs> the boss, you know? Yeah. Um, dinosaurs is one of those gems of like the '90s that doesn't get enough. Watch credit. it if you haven't. Is it on? I I don't. It what used is, to it used to be on Netflix for the longest oh, yeah? time, and I believe they took I it off. I don't think it's on anymore. I, I don't. Hopefully the DVDs aren't that hard to come by. So I've got Netflix. I've got Hulu, and I keep not canceling my subscription to Amazon Prime. So I've got Amazon Prime. And uh, so it, it it's probably on one of those three dinosaurs. Yeah, I have all three now: Hulu, Amazon Prime, Hell and yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Holy Trinity. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the streaming yeah. trinity. Yeah. Sorry, HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can also add to your Hulu. This yeah, is, yeah, this is true. Yeah. And yeah. Showtime. I need access to HBO though. Yeah, I, I need it again. I had it, and then I, I don't have it now, and I need it. Yeah. Um, How much does HBO Go is it only like six bucks a month. Uh, HBO Go is like uh, I no, want to say like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not six. What kind of world do we live in, I Steve? Don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this that he, uh, on a complete side note. Yeah. That eventually, with all this balkanization of the streaming services, that's probably going to eventually implode and then everything will be back on Netflix again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Or they're just going to have a streaming service for every single thing. And well, it'll, that's. And it'll eventually cost as much to have a regular ass cable subscription yeah. than it is to, you know, do your a la carte content. Yeah. A, a la carte. Yeah. Which is, and that's what I was saying. And eventually people just go, well, this is ridiculous. I'll just get cable and then all the streaming services will go, ooh, ooh, all right. We'll, that we'll was all. their plan the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, before we talk about the defenders, um, I just wanted to touch on the Punisher, uh, because after Daredevil season two, the Punisher was told to, or Punisher was set to get his own series, mm-hmm. and they've been filming it, and I think they're done filming it. They're probably yeah. in post production, uh, and they released a teaser trailer uh, for it, which really doesn't doesn't spoil anything. It's him like hammering. There's some monologue, right? Yeah. And then he's hammering the ground with a with a big sledgehammer. I totally thought they're going to do like a John Wick thing and have him like break open the ground and there's just going to be a metric shit ton of weapons underneath. <laughs> I yeah, I um I don't know. I have this weird like appreciation for Punisher as a as a character, but like I think it's really weird when like people really love the Punisher. Yeah. To the point glamorize where, them where they're sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, like you know, um, to the point where um, in 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 um, in the Middle East right now with our with our troops, uh, they slap that skull like certain um, certain groups of our our armed forces slap the Punisher skull onto like like that's their insignia now. Yeah. Um but it's 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 kind of weird in that in that sense cuz um who uh, who was the who was the guy in uh, American Sniper? Um uh, Chris Chris Kyle. Yeah, Chris Kyle had that. Jesus Christ. Um and like <laughs> is Punisher the type of character to be glamorizing? I don't think so, but people do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you're like Travis Bickle <coughs> from Taxi Driver, sure, but you know, most most rational folks probably don't think yeah. he's you know the I mean, bees he's, knees he's, he's a, a fun character as a character you just yeah. have to realize that yeah but he's not yeah. he's not the remember. kind of guy you aspire to be no. like a superman kind of situation no and you gotta remember punisher started out as a a villain or at least an antagonistic yeah character. right yeah and uh, you know it's it's like you know people that kind of idolize the joker or um or Deathstroke or something like that. It's like what? Jesus. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. When when people idolize or when people look up to Joker and Harley's relationship, Ooh. why would you ever want a relationship like Joker like, and Harley? No, you tell me no. you want your 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 guy to beat you. You want your guy to like treat, treat you as lesser than. Yeah. Uh, Kids today, they got no real heroes. Like these fictional. <laughs> Well, here's the thing: we need to give them real heroes because New Fifty Two didn't give them real heroes. True that, you know. No. Um, and I get it. Like uh, maybe Superman is too clean cut for you. Like 
you know? And maybe you want your Jesus that's not actually space Jesus, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. You want your Jesus as uh, a billionaire uh, playboy who dresses up like a bat. That was mine, you yeah. know, growing up. And so, but, and see, I like them both. Yeah, I, I think I think they, <laughs> I think the reason why they work so well together is because they do have opposite ideas about how to get things done. Yeah, right. And every now and then, those opposite ideas are like, oh, but that's actually the best solution right now yeah, is to get these things working together. Yeah. Sometimes it's always a good idea to you know strap on some you know crazy S and M gear and go beat the <laughs> shit out of people with <laughs> mental illnesses and bar people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that 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 brings up a, a point. You, does Batman wear underwear underneath his suit? Oh, he should. If he does, he should. Have, but does he Otherwise, wear normal underwear? Does he wear he wears, bat under? Like, is it specially underwear. designed underwear? <laughs> he wears got a it's bat made out of the leather of bat wings. Maybe is there a mesh on the inside, like in <laughs> yeah. swimsuits? You know. Yeah, it's got to be something in there to air out the uh, the testes from all that leather. There's no okay. First things first. He's got the an way internal that is, cooling system. Maybe I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you can only maybe he has like little tubes that pump water and yeah. like, keep it cool. I mean, they do that shit with like Hollywood costumes. Yeah, that's true. That, that and, is true. Yeah. Um, point they being, actually do it with the with the mine worker gear. Oh, huh? yeah. Did not know that. Um. Yeah, and their balls get crazy. <laughs> crazy swamp swamp balls. Swamp crash. Swalls. Swalls. Swall, swall sounds like swollen balls. <laughs> yeah, swalls and swass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as the Punisher is concerned, though, uh, he's going to have this new show, and like, okay, great. I'm looking forward to it. I also know he's just a character, and I know that he's not... like. The, uh, 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 John Bernthal is saying, like, he's like, I'm no hero. Like, stop calling me a hero. Right. Like, that's what he's trying to tell people. He's like, this show is not about a hero. The show, like, the guy's mentally upset, not the actor, but the yeah. <laughs> Frank Castle, right? It's a show about him, Frank Castle, being mentally upset and getting out his anger. But, you know, like, in, in he's the not getting out his anger. He knows how to do. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like he's got no other coping mechanism. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. he should stop shooting drug dealers in the face and just start like you know just taking more drugs and he'd calm the fuck down. Uh, Take some mushrooms, people Punisher. People still die though. You'll he, feel better. He sees people dying and he wants to step in. True. There's a there's a level to it, and I understand it. But ugh. I I feel like when people when Thirteen Reasons Why came out on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I still stand by that show. Uh, people thought it glamorized suicide, and and I understand that. And the, in the last episode, it really doesn't and like it doesn't throughout the whole thing but in that first episode maybe like okay you can see like maybe it glamorizes it but people were talking about that but what about these shows that are glamorizing violence right Right. i mean especially in this day and age where people are shooting up nightclubs and everything uh Mm -hmm. like i mean is this punisher thing gonna like i don't know i don't know i'm I'm just i'm just throwing it out there I, i don't know how people it's like uh, somebody after Charlottesville, uh, and I got what their point was. Their point, they posted this clip from the Blues Brothers about the Blues Brothers. You know, there was a Nazi protest that was on a bridge, and Jake and Elwood were like, I hate Nazis. And they went and <laughs> ran their car across this bridge, made all the Nazis jump in the river. And I'm like, okay, I get the point you're making that I hate Nazis, but posting that clip of a car driving into a group of people. Yeah. After the problem a car with that. actually drove into a group of people and hurt a bunch of people and killed one, 
the people that got hurt in Charlottesville weren't Nazis. They, so were, they Nazis. were anti-Nazi right. folks. Right. But in other words, yeah. <laughs> so they but, ran over the wrong people in real life. <laughs> yeah. But goose for the, you know, what else? sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. It's like, you, you, we can't be running people over because we don't agree with them. Yeah. You just shout them down. You shout them down and you say your ideas are bogus and then you sue them in court and you do whatever you need to do, but you don't. That being you don't said, don't run them down in the streets. <laughs> Ooh, this, I feel like this is a conversation yeah. for. That like, being said, after Charlottesville, I did watch Inglorious Bastards, and it was super uh, cathartic to watch Nazis get the shit beat out of them <laughs> with a baseball of bat. Of course. Um, yeah. Bear Jew gives me such a justice boner. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I hope that Punisher villains are, are like. They have to be like the worst of the worst. Yeah. For because because I hope, in, he, d- wait, I hope how, he doesn't shoot jaywalkers. How or anything. far have you gotten? How far? Yeah. Like he used to, right? He yeah. used to shoot jaywalkers. Um, Don't smoke within twenty feet of a building, you fucking scumbag! <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> uh, uh, how far have you got? Okay, you got three episodes three into episodes. Defenders, right, Steve? Yeah. And have you gotten to the point where like Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage have talked or met or anything? They've met. Uh, he, you know, he the, the alley fight. Okay. Have uh, you gotten after that? Where they go back? Uh, I mean, they they go back to Iron Fist's like place. No, oh, have Rand building. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's such an interesting thing that I want to say, but yeah, I don't think it's it's not a spoiler. It really just it, it's go ahead. Is it per se? I'm, I'm going to watch privilege? it anyway. Yeah, it's it's uh, Luke Cage calls Iron Fist out on his privilege. And he says, like, you're just going around into into this poor neighborhood and you're beating up black kids who are trying to earn money. And then he's like, but they're trying like that's what you do. And he Luke Cage is like, no, but I'm part of this neighborhood. Like this is this is my place. And that and and he says, you know, before you had the Iron Fist, you had a fist of your own. You were a billionaire, like a right. bo- you're a bill uh, a you're a billionaire. Yeah. yeah, and that like that's a power in and of itself. Exactly. Yeah, you have that. That's the, one of the great jokes about the Justice League thing. So, what's your power again? I'm, I'm rich. rich. <laughs> that's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that being said, he's more than that. Batman, I mean. Yeah. Batman's yeah. more than that. But uh, the point being is that like it, it just kind of like if if Punisher is literally going through these horrible, torturous methods of killing people, and people out there will disagree with me, but like. Like there's maybe different types of drug dealers that might earn that versus others. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like if somebody's dealing drugs to like they have to fix like maybe they're addicted. So people who are addicted that uh, to these drugs, uh, maybe they're selling drugs to feed that their own habit. Like I don't know. I don't know what how it works. But the point being is that like you sell do they, they're, so you can they're smoke not for necessarily free. a yeah. hardened criminal. Yeah. Uh, then do they deserve a shotgun to the face? Yeah, no. I don't think so. And so they I hope rehabilitation. They right. Deserve rehab. Um that being said, if somebody's literally like um, you know, um human trafficking, like raping yeah. hookers or uh, raping yeah. people, then it's a whole different deal. Punisher can deal with him as as he <laughs> you know, deal, uh, deals with people. So I I'm, I'm really hoping that the villains in this new Punisher show are worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cuz Marvel does have a villain problem and they continue to have a villain problem even in Defenders. Um and so uh I miss Wilson Fisk. I really do. Oh man, Wilson Fisk. Uh, Wilson. Yeah. Well, Fisk. I, I miss Cottonmouth. <laughs> yeah. That's who I miss. 
I miss Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, uh, Wilson Fisk, uh, <laughs> Kilgrave. Yeah. He is coming back for season two for Jessica Jones. Though. Yeah, we don't know in what capacity. Yeah, he could David be a hallucination yeah. or, you yeah. know. That's why, like, Something. in Arrow, they bring pack back people for hallucinations all the time. <laughs> people are hallucinating left and right on Arrow. Yeah. And there, then you're like, oh. in the in the water in fucking Star City, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tripping the fuck out. So uh, hopefully Punisher is good, and uh, hopefully they have good villains, because you need a good villain for this. Like, maybe give them Nazis. Maybe, maybe this is the time. <laughs> like, no, literally, like, give them neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like, let uh, Punisher rip through them. Kind of make well, it like a green room situation. Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh, my God, it's fucking well, terrifying. Oh, oh, and just sitting here off the top of my head, yeah, what if they try to recruit him? Yeah. Because they're like, hey, man, you're on our side, right? You're about shooting down criminals. You're about, you know, taking down these, you know, these... Um, you're the master race. Yeah, you're yeah. the master race. Uh, you know, help us take down these uh, these you know subhumans, undesirables, these undesirables. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You're all subhuman." <laughs> Boom! Yeah, That's what he would do. <laughs> or, or he at least makes fun of them, like they do in uh, in pre in that one preacher comic book where he comes across like the the Ku Klux Klan rally. He's like, "Oh, why are always you know you know." Uh, all you like white supremacist people, like the worst examples of like the human race. He's like, you, where's your chin? And it's like this yeah. dude who has like that one, that kind of yeah. jawline where he has literally no chin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you need, you need a master villain for this, for, for Punisher to look redeemable. Right. Right. You absolutely do. Uh, um, so I, I mean, yeah. If that's not this season, next season, if and if any of you uh, producers are out here <laughs> listening yeah. to this show, make them make it all about Nazis. Yeah, exactly. That, that's <laughs> you know, a, that's the, the scum of the earth. The general rule of thumb is that you have to make the people he kills worse than the people the person that is doing the killing. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. People that are getting killed. Yeah, and and if he's going to torture them, you it has to be. You don't want to feel sorry for them. Right. Yeah. Right, I mean, unless you're going to make that part of the story, unless yeah. you're going to make that part of his own reckoning with, oh my God, what kind of a horrible demon have I become, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I don't even think that's a thing. I, uh, from what I've hear, I'm hearing about the show. He's never going to be like, uh, oh, like what am I becoming? Yeah, which yeah. is an amazing. That's a trope in superhero movies and TV shows that you will never yeah. have to touch with Punisher. That's, that's kind of like what I like about him is that, you know, he's you know he's like a shark. You know, a shark doesn't question why he's going around killing things. He just does it because it's, a, it's you know, it's like an innate need for him to do it. Was that from something? No. I, f- I feel like that I don't, I don't think somebody, so. ah, what, what, something somebody said recently. It was like, a shark, yeah, a shark doesn't question why he does what he does. Oh, well, right. interesting. He just keeps swimming. <laughs> you know? And eating. Yeah. Um, So, bringing it to the Defenders. uh, Basically, the running count right now is I've finished the season, or the the miniseries, or whatever you want to call it. It's eight episodes. Uh, Steve is three episodes in, and Matt, you are... Uh, Six. Six episodes in. Two-thirds. So, um, three-fourths. What? Six out of eight. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Uh. Come to the geek where you <laughs> learn math. <laughs> geek math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how you get geeks to <laughs> learn math. <laughs> how many episodes was in Defenders? Eight. <laughs> and so how many if you f- watch six, <laughs> fuck fractions, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so, uh, so I mean, we're gonna keep things fairly spoiler free up until I guess episode three, right? Is kind of what we're yeah. we're like. Uh, so, if you guys uh, really don't want any spoilers as far as Defenders is concerned, uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe on all our social media. Uh, but if you guys have finished the show or want to listen in, uh, hopefully a little bit spoiler-free, uh, then keep listening in. So, Steve, three episodes in, what do you think so far? Um, I, what I'm really liking is is that the, it is a slow burn. Like, they're not just going out there like, hey, there's trouble in the streets. Oh, here's all these four guys. Let's team up and do it. Like, they're taking their time and they're actually being... They're actually using their secondary characters wisely, I think, mm-hmm. to kind of link all the different people. Definitely, definitely. You know, the, you get the kind of, oh, I know a guy, or this and this. Uh, bringing Matt Murdock, okay, spoilery for the second episode, maybe? End? Yeah. Uh, which we you knew going in that he was going to eventually be one of these people's lawyers. So it's I, in the it's trailer, that, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big a spoiler, but yeah, when he comes I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. He comes in as this character's lawyer. Yeah, there you go. I made it spoiler free. Yeah. He comes in as this character's lawyer, and it's like, yeah, of course. Of course they would meet through not their superhero guises, but through the people that they mutually know and their own other professions. Yeah. Professions are key because uh, a lot of them have supporting cast that have each have a like a unique profession, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with um, 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 Karen Page, who's the reporter. You're dealing with Trish, um, who has Trish Talks, right, on mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Um, you are dealing with Misty Knight, who is a cop. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with Colleen Wing, who... Karate instructor. Karate instructor, <laughs> uh, right? Rosario Dawson's character. Um, uh, Claire Temple. Claire Temple. Yeah, she's Never. the... Who has met a few of these people already. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, she's... Like, I'm oh, surprised. Right. Every yeah, series. She's, the, she's the Amanda Waller. She's the yeah. Nick Fury. Uh, I'm right. surprised, though, she wasn't <laughs> the one who brought them all together. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't a Nick Fury situation, per se. Mm-hmm. They just kind of found each other, and then she was like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. You know, and so... Um, I... What I liked about this whole thing is that they did redeem Iron Fist to an extent, mm-hmm. um, and they I, even I, changed his personality a little bit too. Yeah, I, have, what sure shit made I haven't gotten fighter. there yet. Uh, anytime he's on screen, these first few episodes, I'm like, oh god. Oh, okay. It's so obvious that this guy is the weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's definitely the weakest link. Uh, he does change throughout the series. Good. That being said, even like starting off, he's I think he's better. And even the cinematography is better. Oh, Basically, God, Iron yes. Fist was so lazy. It was so lazy and quick yeah. to put. They put it together real quick, and like oh, they boy, gave they, in now in Defenders, they gave him a haircut. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they um, they put some light-hearted like elements into the to the thing. And um, Hero, uh, who who's a, a guest on the show uh, uh, every so often, uh, we were talking about how. Um, you need to kind of balance out the group. And yeah. so Iron Fist was a lost opportunity to make it comedic. Or not comedic comedic, but like have him be the comic element. Yeah. And they don't really do that in Defenders, but you can see them kind of like playing around with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, every team needs a Michelangelo. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know the reference, I'm obviously talking about Renaissance artists. Um, Michelangelo was the funniest of all rena- of the four. Renaissance painters. Yeah. Wacky, wacky dude. <laughs> wacky guy. Loved orange. <clears throat> Hidden jokes in the Sistine Chapel yeah. all over the place. Yeah. He, uh, he was a big fan of nunchucks. Yeah. Originally, <laughs> uh, the, the David statue was supposed to have like a little pinwheel where his dick was, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then and the Pope you would have said, to blow it. <laughs> Michael, what are you doing? Put his penis back on. Cowabunga, dude. It's it's all, why? They're just going to cover it with a fig leaf in the next hundred years. It's like, hey, wait for them to... Or boxer shorts on those little magnet sets (laughs) on your refrigerator. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think they make him better. I, I, you know, again, he's kind of the weakest thing, and I think they should go full fantasy for season two. Mm. If you're going Iron Fist, go fan... Like, do the mortal weapons. Do the... Do, like, an act... Like, show the damn dragon... You know, like do that. You know, yeah. Um, like I don't know. <laughs> that would be fun. The season one was really, really lazy. Yeah, uh, I, I I wasn't so much a fan of the slow burn in the beginning of of this uh, miniseries because I knew it was only eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and so I feel like the first, the first uh, couple episodes, like they don't meet until like a couple episodes in. Yeah. And there's, I get you're setting it up because I feel like maybe they're saying that oh people, not very many people have seen all the series, right? So you want to bring them up and to speed. Especially once word of mouth got mm. out about Iron Fist, yeah. Mm. Um, Which I did slog through, but oh my god! Honestly, the only, I'm trying to think, the only show that you need to watch to watch Defenders is uh, Daredevil season one and season two, right? Because I feel like they introduce the other characters enough that you don't need the events in right. those shows. I think that's right. You know? Although, really, if you did miss Jessica Jones, that was... Then you're dumb, you know, and you should watch it. That yeah, was same, dumb. Same platform, same plateau as the Daredevil yeah. shows. Um, I'm excited for season two of Jessica Jones. Yeah. I loved Jessica Jones season one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as, like, there's a lot of plot elements that they bring from season uh, two of Daredevil. So I think Daredevil's the must-see as far as, like, watching Defenders after that. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't need to see Iron Fist. No. Yeah. Nobody does. No. As a matter of fact, somebody somebody posted, I didn't make it through Iron Fist. What do we need to know about Iron Fist going into Daredevil? And then they, they said something. Uh, he pissed a bunch of people off that he used to train with, uh, and uh, that's dead. But he's now a billionaire again, and he's out looking for the hand. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you need to yeah. know. All you need to know, like, canon-wise, is that he's from Kunlun, and they... Are, are mortal, mortal enemies against the hand, the same hand that's in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's all you really need to know, mm-hmm. especially going into mm-hmm. Defenders. Um, there were missed opportunities, I think, in this show that I wish there was. As a comic book fan, I I just want more from certain things. And like, once you guys finish it, I think you guys will be like, okay, like I think there was could have been more done. With yeah. It. More comic booky kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm basically all the speculation that ever happens when someone gets cast and like whatever and like who could they really be? Yeah. Um, okay. it's like okay, there's sometimes there's cool ideas and sometimes not. But uh, <laughs> like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I go oh is this a character that appears in the comics? No, nope, nope, doesn't. <laughs> but kind of loosely. Bi- I'll just keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I think there's like missed opportunities. 
<sighs> I don't know. Matt, what's been your Um I overall like, you know, just based on like the six episodes that I've seen, I thought it was a huge improvement over Iron Fist. Um I didn't quite think it was that slow. I think Having it be eight episodes versus thirteen mm. has helped it a lot. I think. I do. I agree. Um, I will say though, it seems kind of awkward that when you know everything gets up and running, that Daredevil's the only dude there in a costume of any kind, and everybody else is wearing like a fucking hoodie or like a suit <laughs> or whatever. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it would help a little bit, just as like a you know team cohesiveness if like they threw iron fist a fucking costume soon yeah um i also think that when i'm comprising a superhero team i want to uh vary up the like personalities but i also want to vary up the the powers Mm -hmm. and i feel like daredevil and iron fist are way similar as far Mm -hmm. as netflix has portrayed them not in the comics but in netflix yeah and jessica jones and luke cage are similar too Uh, yeah and so yeah. it's a weird thing where they don't have a very diverse power set. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed, uh, you know, just as far as Netflix is concerned with Daredevil, is that they pretty much only utilize, like, his he, his uh, hearing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do anything with, like, you never see him read a book with, like, that's not Braille with his fingertips because, you know, he could feel the ink or anything like that. You know, he doesn't, he can't, you know, they never, they showed his radar, like, once. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it should be like a Spidey sense. Exactly. You yeah. know, he should just have that shit on like 24-7, you know. Yeah. And I think definitely at some point, uh, Luke Cage needs to find himself another yellow pimp shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and Jessica Jones really, I mean, in the comics, has never really had a costume right. other than right, Jewel. Right, right. Um, She's probably the most anti, you know, superhero-ish of the yeah. four of them. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, you know, it makes sense for her not to, you know, utilize that. Yeah. And so, um, but I, I just think it's a weird, like, like four, right? Yeah. Like, uh, if you had, like, Misty Knight and she had, like, a tech, that the bionic arm as oh, she has yeah. in the comics. Um, if you had her, then she could, like, do tech stuff. Right. And, like, you know, like, when you're comprising your Avengers lineup or your Justice League lineup, you have a mix. You yeah. wouldn't want, um, like, if you had Cyborg and Steel on the Justice League, <laughs> yeah. like, they would both be tech guys. Yeah. They'd also be black, <laughs> but, which I'm fine with. I'm just saying that, like, the tech part. Yeah. You know? Sure, you could have Icon. Do you or, need Icon and Superman on the same team? Yeah, you have a team made up of uh, Cyborg, uh, Barbara Gordon, Oracle, Mr. Uh, Terrific. Mr. Terrific. And, uh, and yeah, Steel. It's yeah. Like, uh, the Geek Squad. Yeah, basically. It's, yeah, the, it's three black guys and, and, and a redhead in a wheelchair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I saw that video on, uh, on <laughs> Pornhub the other night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. no uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> point, point being is like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I it would have been cool if Jessica Jones was stronger than Luke Cage, but Luke Cage was more invulnerable than her, mm-hmm. right? Because then, because she she doesn't have unbreakable skin like she, she does. doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't even in the comics. No, no. Um, but like at least then you would say like she has the real strength and he mm-hmm. has the invulnerability. So who's blocking bullets? Luke Cage. But who's lifting up a like a tractor? Yeah. Jessica Jones. Like, yeah. but they don't do that. It's right. just. <laughs> Um, <laughs> How insane would it be that uh, one scene she just throws him at like a group of yeah. <laughs> gangsters wielding machine guns or something? Yeah, like it's their like, own little fastball doing? special. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean they don't they don't really delve into that.
that. And then like Iron Fist and Daredevil are both trained by roughly by you know one by Kunlun and one by Stick, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just fighting. They so have hand to hand combats, but. I don't know. Nothing. None of the the guys have like energy projection powers. None, right. Like, mm-hmm. none, so it's less dynamic of a fight scene. None like you can't can mix fly. and match. And like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I like it, and I think just Jessica Jones had the like the best story as far as like her mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. But uh, I don't know. It just left a little to be desired. I'll see. I'll see when I get there. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Any other thoughts about defenders? Um. Before we wrap up, visually, I like what they're doing with it. Uh, I think it's kind of cool how uh, they light certain characters. Like Daredevil's mm-hmm. kind of always like yeah. in like a reddish yeah. tint yeah, to it, and that. like you know, with Jessica Jones is like that bluey purple and yeah. Iron Fist is green and Luke Cage is kind of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do that in the beginning. <laughs> they kind of give up a little bit. And yeah, like, but in that beginning where they're trying to set up everybody's it's stories, very they apparent. Do that. Like when they're in the the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's when I think it really sticks out the most. And if you've got a 4K TV at home, it's fucking really great to look at. I is, think is that what you got? I do, mm. and it's gorgeous. I want a 4K TV, dude. They, I don't they know have, why, but I do. They have <laughs> decent ones for about like 600 bucks. Mm. Okay. You're really selling me on that one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean oh, it, it, I'll run out and get one right yeah, now. I, I want a decent one. I mean, okay. it's not decent. I mean, not like like average, but it's good. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. For the it's money, 4K. it's... Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that is all the time that we have for you guys today. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to all of you who are out there listening. I know there's a couple of you by name that uh, that you guys are listening in, and you guys tell me that you've listen to the episode, so that's awesome. Uh, if any of you guys out there have Twitter, feel free, ask us some questions on Twitter. Um, like us, comment, subscribe. We're on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash thekeeg. We are on Instagram um, and Twitter at the Keeg Show. We're also on youtube.com slash thekeeg. Uh, you can also listen to us on Google Play or on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Ooh, SoundCloud's still around. What? Yeah, they didn't, didn't uh, die. They didn't die. Chance the Rapper saved it, didn't it? Did he? Did we talk about this? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> saved it, but it was some angel from above. Um, Bless him. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, child. Um, so well, however you guys are listening to us, uh, keep listening. Thank you so much. Uh, before we go, Steve, thanks for being on the show. Sure. Uh, where can people... You know, be graced with your presence. If you are listening to this uh, before September, oh, what is that, 28th or whatever, whatever the last weekend in September is, uh, you can see me get shot at the uh, in the show Killer Angels, the Soldiers of Gettysburg. Spoiler alert. At, uh, well, I have four different characters, so oh. which one gets shot? Ooh. You won't know. Sounds like the Nutty Professor kind of thing. Right? Hello, <laughs> lady. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, anyway, that'll be at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton. Uh, we we play the entire month of September, and, uh, the, and, and, it's, and, and it's, uh, it's an extension of our first run in uh, May and June and it was so popular that Brian actually canceled his September show to put this one back up um, because it just got such great response and 
I just saw the video for the first time the other night, and it really is a good show. I, I heartily recommend it. I'm, I'm barely in it, actually, even with my four characters. So I'm basing that on everyone else's performance, and they're really good. Awesome. Matt, thanks for being on the show. Of course. Always a pleasure. Where can people be graced with your presence? Um, you can find me on the Instagram. Find me at mattbearpig86. So you can find all sorts of wonderful pictures and videos on there. I try to keep it entertaining as possible. Cuckoo. And uh, you also manage our social media here. I do, I do. So all our posts and things on Facebook and Instagram and all that jazz are more than likely done by me. So if you think it sucks, yell at me. If you think it's awesome, sing my praises to the high heavens. Yep. Amazon gift cards, right? Exactly. I'm I'm always big on Amazon stuff. Uh, yeah. And the best way to thank my and everybody else's hard work is to spread us like an STD. <laughs> Give us to everybody you know and love, whether willingly or accidentally. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, if you guys uh, think that Matt's doing a great job on social media, uh, let us know, and I will double his pay. Yes. Nice. Yes, I will. I'll zero, triple his pay. Zero times three is like five hundred million, right? Um, you you you're coming to the key <laughs> to learn math, Matt. So, uh, uh, math Holland. This everyone. is why we're not a podcast about investment banking. Mm, yeah, because we <laughs> fuck it all up. <laughs> uh, so thank you to my guests for being on the show, uh, Steve and Matt. Thank you, you guys, for listening in. Um, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Keeg.